Oh, buddy, just when you thought we were destined to have this sad show talking about payrolls and outfields and the same old outfields and what Miles Straw is up to. No, no. Lady Luck said we're not doing that today. We're going emergency show. We're going from the winter meeting Zach from in a hotel room after he just witnessed the thing that Cleveland Sports Talk Radio will be talking about for the next six months because that's how this goes. Guardians land the top pick in the MLB draft thanks to the draft lottery. And you know what, Zach? We can officially point back to the end of the season when we were going, what What are all these losses? What is a master plan at work? Chris Antonetti knew what he was doing. And we forever, forevermore, I don't think we can question these guys. They had the foresight to make sure that they finished below the Tigers in the standings so that they can emerge with the number one pick. What geniuses are we dealing with? And why have we not given them the credit they deserve? First, most important thing. Have you finished your mock draft yet? (laughs) I got it. Got it said. God, this is so weird. Not only the fact that we had a draft lottery for baseball, but I'm so used to draft lotteries happening. And then within a couple of months, you're ready to to actually have that draft. (laughs) Not in baseball. Not only are we announcing it at a 5.30 on a Tuesday, we're also (laughs) waiting until the middle of next year before we're even going to see these players. So weird. Such an odd thing here. Whatever. It's fun. I'm sorry. It's fun. I like it. Do you want to know how it all played out? It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. I didn't know any of this. Um, So Cleveland had the ninth best odds, 2%. Right? They They went 76 and 86. This is not like the quote-unquote olden days this is this they've had the lottery in place for two years now and it used to just be like the nfl where the worst records got the best picks right so it's you have this lottery and and the exact order it's it's there are some weird complications based on the competitive balance tax and who pays that and revenue sharing and all this stuff. And um, so whatever, but you take every team appoints somebody to sit in this room with no phone, no Apple watch, no contact with the outside world. And on Tuesday afternoon, they sit in this room, they watch the league official pull ping pong balls from the hopper and everybody in that room knows what order the picks will be in. So you have Ethan Purser, who is, I think he's in his 20s. He's actually just being promoted to scouting director. Maybe he's like 30, 31. He's he's a young dude. And he is in this room. He is the team's representative in this room. And he is the one person from the organization who knows this amazing news. <laughs> the Guardians landed the number one pick. The odds were against it. They had not. Chris Antonetti hold, said. Hold on. Th- this guy knows. Wait, 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 wait. Th- this guy knows. You're telling me this guy is he's aware of what's going to happen. He watched the ping pong balls get selected, right? Oh, my God. Everybody okay. in this room knows. Chris Antonetti even said, I wasn't thinking about the number one pick. Why would we? You know, you're hoping John McDonald, who was the 
on-screen rep, meaning he was on stage just smiling, he said he just wanted to get past nine. He felt like if he was a good enough good luck charm, then they had the ninth best odds of getting the top pick. He just wanted to get somewhere in the top eight. That would be a success, right? So Ethan is in this room. He knows. And he can't tell a damn soul. <laughs> this is incredible. You can't this get your phone. This is incredible. You can't get your Apple Watch. So wait, they're stuck to, in this. They're stuck in the room. They can't stuck leave. Stuck in the room. You want to go to the bathroom? You need a chaperone. So it's, I don't know the exact time yet. I, oh I think God. it was like two and a half, three hours. What? He, yeah. He can't how tell you, anybody. How can you keep this? The entire time, are they allowed to leave after this is over? Are they stuck in this room the entire time? You can leave when it's been announced. And so... Oh, my God. So you think about it. I mean, they have to do this, and then they have to prep, because you've got a live show airing at 5.30 Eastern on MLB Network, and you're unveiling one by one by one, and you have to have all the graphics created properly. You have to have things for the on-air talent to say in the proper order and make sure you're feeding them, okay, it's like the Pirates have this pick, so Dan O'Dowd, like, here's what you were going to say about the Pirates. You're going to say it at this point. Um, And Brad Paisley, by the way, country singer, and we're in Nashville, he was the one unveiling each pick because I guess he just didn't have anything else to do on a Tuesday afternoon. 5.30. Hey, it was just grabbing some dinner. I thought I'd just you have, pop over. Yeah. You have to make sure that he has the right <laughs> cards and the right envelopes at the right time. So th- it's a process, right? Never mind the fact that it's upside down, backwards. <laughs> the number one pick is made by <laughs> It's right there. So there's a lot of coordination. So that's why they can't just draw the ping pong balls and then five minutes later start the show. So <clears throat> these appointees have to sit in this room and the only people you can talk to are the people who are probably pissed because you got the first pick and they didn't. So then what happened is the league just decided on Tuesday to make every team's GM slash president available at the same time in the media workroom. This never happens at the winter meetings. It is the only reason you would attend the GM meetings in November every year, but this, they make this happen. So it was supposed to happen today from three 30 to four 15 central. Incredibly. And maybe unsurprisingly, I I think there was like one GM or president actually in the workroom before like three 50. And so you're wondering like, okay, something going on. You're seeing more and more, front office people trickle in and you know no sign of Antonetti or Chernoff finally Antonetti comes in starts taking questions you know nothing's nothing's seems off then it's uh, like halfway through the session he started like getting squirrely or just acting a little weird short answers um like you know, he's not going to give you a lot of information anyway, but like it almost seemed like he was evading everything and that's not normal. A couple times stepped back, looked at his phone and you're like, okay, what's up? So what happened was as they're heading down into the workroom, someone with the league tells 
the PR contact with the Guardians, hey, make sure Chris doesn't stray too far. <laughs> and they're like, that's weird. <laughs> you know, there were other plans. The Chris, report- by the way, Otani picked you. <laughs> you weren't <Yeah>. even in. <laughs> Reporters at the winter meetings, a lot of times you get to go, you go up to your front office's suite and you have longer just question and answer, answer sessions than you would at any other point in the year. And so this this like group setting in the workroom was to get, you know, if if a reporter in I don't know, Cleveland needed something from Tampa's GM, well, here's an opportunity, right? So so they they scrapped the going upstairs to the front office suite. And what happened was they said, hey, don't let Chris stray too far. And so Antonetti's thinking, why would they say that, the league? And then he realized, well, I know the draft lottery is coming up in half hour, 45 minutes. Um, so then he texted people. And he saw more and more people like coming to say, as he's meeting with us in the media, he's, he sees people keep coming up to the PR person and like saying something. And he started to figure it out. And he's like, oh my God, we had to have gotten the number one pick. So then he goes <laughs> and tries to like confirm it with someone just so that he's like in the loop. And then he had to wait backstage. And he and the PR guy are waiting in Brad Paisley's dressing room for the unveiling. <laughs> and then you see Antonetti go out when they announce the number one pick. Oh. And he, he hugs oh John McDonald. Oh my God. And it was a whole thing. So the way this played out is just, it, it's <laughs> kind of fascinating. I know they do it similarly in the NBA where they put people in a room and, you know, it's just to show that there's no shenanigans going on. But uh, the Guardians have never had the number one pick. They had a 2% chance of getting it this time. And lo and behold, it worked out. Oh my gosh. That's, that's unbelievable. I'm not surprised that there's, <laughs> Major League Baseball is handling it that way. Their first time ever doing it, but even if this was their 50th time doing it, there would be complications along the way. There would be the cats out of the bag long before it's supposed to be. But that's not to bury the most important news here. It's the fact that the Guardians got the first pick for the first time ever. Like, I'm envisioning the, what is it, the James Franco meme with first time? It's like <laughs> with a rope around his neck, first time. That's that's the the Browns and the Cavaliers looking at the Guardians. First time? Yeah, first time for the Guardians to get the number one overall pick, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, it speaks to the way that they do business, and for better or worse, they try to never be the worst team. But here they are, getting the first pick. And I, I joked about it that those losses to the Tigers meant something, but they did. They did end up, end up meaning something in this case. Were they playing some 40 chess here? I'd like to give them credit for that. But I, I will say, I'm not used to this. You're not used to covering something like this. It'd be like us talking about Otani here. That, that would be the equivalent. We're not used to it. We don't, we've never covered the Guardians having the top pick. Same thing can be said for the front office. I envision Antonetti going, oh, that's great. And then him thinking more about it. What does this team never do? Never bet on one prospect, especially in a trade, they would never bet. So I could see Antonetti going, this is great. This is fantastic. Any chance we could actually trade down and pick like five <laughs> guys instead of just one? Because we're not used to betting on just one prospect to be the guy. But are you ready for those shows? Or I mean, is it going to be 
Bazana? Is it going to be Kurtz? Is it going to be Weatherholt? Chase sure. Burns? <laughs> Do you know how many times that they've had the number two pick? I don't off the top of my head, no. Five. How many of them can you name? Paul Shuey? That is correct. The most recent time, 1992. Yeah, that's that's going to be it. That, that's it for me. Oh, come on. Mark Lewis, 1988. Oh, yeah, Mark Lewis. Okay. I could have got there eventually. Greg Swindell, 1986. How about Rick Manning, 1972? And then Steve Dunning in 1970. Well, kind of a meh. I mean, at least those guys made the major leagues. <laughs> Mark Lewis briefly. We'll see with the top pick. I'm I'm curious to see how they go about this. It's big from a obviously you get your top pick, but also draft pool, the the bonus pool that helps mm-hmm. out potentially there as well. This is just it's uncharted territory. I mean we're we're used to talking about payrolls and the fact that they have limited flexibility, and that's what I was prepared to talk about with you today. I mean you wrote the ep- or wrote the uh, the article after our most recent episode over at Patreon, and we can discuss some of that before we get out of here. This would be abbreviated thing. We'll get back later this week, hopefully, to just do a full winter meetings recap. We're used to that sort of thing. This draft, I, I mean, how do you, did you even know how to write this article? How do you cover this? How did, did you even were you even mentally prepared whatsoever for this to be happening today? No, which is why I'm glad it played out the way it did, because even my cat's excited watching Antonetti squirm. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about the draft lottery. Neither was he. Watching him squirm, being able to piece it together and figure it out and um, go about it that way, I think, helped because, yeah, I, I <laughs> the crazy part is that the Reds got the number two pick and their odds were even worse, 0.9%. So I haven't seen this and I, I someone with a math degree... Um, can figure it out, but like, what are the odds that those two teams would have been in the top two? Absolutely microscopic. Um, so, no, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna be talking to Keith Law more than I normally do over the next uh, six months. And yeah, the Guardians have, uh, I think Chris Antonetti said, we will be reprioritizing <laughs> in the near future what they're looking at. What do you think that suite's going to look like tonight? Got the glow sticks, rave <laughs> music. It's going to be Michael Scott in, in his hotel room. <laughs> like, is, that, is that the level of party that it's going to be? What? I mean, we saw the reaction of Antonetti on stage. Clearly, he was blown away by it. Now, I would have loved to have seen the reaction had he not seen the, the context clues leading. He would have been knocked on his ass there because you're not thinking about it. When you have a 2% chance... And beyond just having a 2% chance, it's not, at no point did they ever operate the team like they had an, any eye toward the draft. Even in, late in the year, they're picking guys, even after they had traded guys at the deadline, they're picking up Lucas Giolito and they're bringing in wafer claims like Matt Moore. And so even late into the year, they weren't really considering what it was going to do to their draft odds until maybe, maybe the final week of the season. But I mean, we never saw them do anything. I mean, and this is the point, right? You're trying to keep teams mm-hmm. from doing that. And in this case, Cleveland sort of gets rewarded, even though it's not 
necessarily on purpose. I mean, the the three worst teams had an that were eligible had a like the best odds you could have were eighteen point three percent. So this isn't like oh we gotta we have to lose this game. So we uh, no, I mean it's especially for the Guardians. It was this was two percent. I mean, Antonetti said like this obviously doesn't happen without a lottery or else they're picking ninth or tenth or whatever. Uh, but he also was like, you know, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to act like this was all some incredible plan. They had a 2% chance. They just got really lucky and <laughs> they get to celebrate now. If you're in this position, are you making it seem like this was your 40 chess move? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and think from his perspective, it's been a... Because, well, TJ, a, but you could also say that, like, if they would have lost more than they did they might not have gotten it either right like they just they lost the perfect amount <laughs> it's dr strange holding up the finger this was the one scenario where it works out and in this case you hope iron man's not well i'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen Endgame five years later thank you <laughs> you still got time didn't your wife make you go through a marvel thing at some point didn't you see some of the movies we have multiple TVs in our house, man. I don't need and to watch what she's watching. You never once, even for a second, looked up from the, 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 the cell phone? You never saw what was happening? I was in the room once when she watched <laughs> Green Lantern? Ugh. Ugh. What's the one with Batista? The one with Batista? The wrestler? Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that too. That, that one. Yeah, okay. Green Lantern? I can see why you never looked up after that. Even people who were in the movie, like Ryan Reynolds, and dude, they don't even want to talk about it other than to make fun of it. But think about for Antonetti. Ryan Reynolds from The Proposal? <laughs> That's, you nailed it. He, this, is, this has been a lame winter meetings to this point for pretty much everybody. But mm-hmm. even for the, by the Guardian standards, for Antonetti, the front office, the fact that they're, they're, they don't have any flexibility here. They're not making any big free agent pushes unless something drastically changes in somebody's market, and it's probably not going to happen this week. You go from that, and maybe you're having some conversations about Classe. Maybe you're having some conversations about Bieber. Both of these things are probably not, if you had your choice, the things you'd want to be doing during the winter meetings. You want to be fortifying your roster. And then you get the, the euphoric high of landing the top pick. You go from one end of this spectrum where it's just like, why are we even here? I mean, I was prepared to, to ask you that very question. Why did the Guardians even show up at this point? And then you land the top pick. What a wild swing of emotions. And even doing this show, the, the level of just, ugh. I, and I could, reading your article that you wrote, we can get into, into that now. There was just such a level of disgust dripping off of every word that you jotted down. But that was, that wasn't even a, that wasn't a column. I mean, it, I, it's hard because it's what they do is what they do, and I, I can't change it. I can't influence it. Um, I can report it. I can have commentary on it. But I think the thing that maybe the reason why you th- thought it read that way is because. I mean, as I've said on this podcast lately, I'm tired of talking about money. 
And the reason I'm tired of talking about it is because there's no resolution. We're never going to see the books. So I can think things. I can say if it's too rich for you, no one's forcing you to be an owner. This is not just a Cleveland issue. This is an issue in many other markets. This is a league-wide issue. It is a sport issue. Um, But the bottom line is everybody has a different appetite for risk. And everybody has different priorities in terms of short-term financial gains and losses and long-term financial gains and not losses because there are no long-term financial losses when you own a a professional sports franchise. So I, I just... You reach a point where like, you can ask all the tough questions and get answers even off the record, but because I can't physically see the breakdown of profits and losses and like the reasoning for things, the, the budget process, how they arrive at their payroll figure, because I will never be able to see that breakdown... You just reach a dead end. And like, there's nothing I can do but just report what I know. And I know it's, I was going to say it's a tough pill to swallow for fans of this team, but like, it's not, you know, they take this medicine every offseason, right? So I don't know. I, I just, I, I do think, I guess I can say like, if, if there is something that makes me frustrated as an objective party in all of this, it's just like seeing teams. And it's not just Cleveland, like it's Baltimore, it's Seattle, it's teams that could be good. Like you're right there, but aren't willing to commit. And and I understand that there's things at play here, you know, but some years it's attendance, some years it's the TV deal. And look, they're not going to be out $60 million. Like they're going to have some sort of TV setup. They're going to make some some money on that. So, and that's just like the one year of uncertainty. Like there's going to be a wide scale solution in the near future on TV revenue. But I think you're seeing teams just not willing to take on short-term risk, even if it would have benefits on your roster. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's where it's like, you know, it's a shame. And I don't, I don't know how else to say it. And I'm also just like, I'm, I'm tired of talking payroll. Like we don't mm-hmm. do this in other sports. Like we talk about the salary cap, but we're not talking about, you know, the Arizona Cardinals only spending 40 million on their roster and like saving spending for a rainy day. And I understand there are different rules in different leagues. It's just, I just hate that this is always the conversation in baseball. Well, I don't want to drag you through the mud again and get people mad Thank at you, you for, for doing that. I am with you on the the short-sighted nature of looking at the TV deal being this deciding factor and why you can't add not, not even mega free agents here, which we never we never talk about. But the fact that you can't play for mid-tier free agents because of this uncertainty to me feels more like an excuse than an actual reason. I, I, I get it. There is uncertainty here, but you nailed it. There is going to be some resolution here. They're not going to walk away with zero dollars in, in TV revenue. And even if they did, beyond this year, you, you're going to be able to fix this problem in the semi-near future. 
So you're you're dealing with some momentary anxiousness because there isn't that resolution in place, but it's going to be there eventually. You're not going to go forever without making any TV money, and maybe through this you can end up with something that's more beneficial for you. Now, I am frustrated, and I'm sure the team is too, that they have to be in this holding pattern. Like We, we can't just acknowledge the fact that they're, they're not going to get the money. They're not going to get the money from from this Bally situation and and the fact that they can't be somehow released from this contract so that they can go figure this out elsewhere. It, it is very frustrating that it's like this holding pattern of, well, you can't do anything until that's actually settled. That, that really is frustrating. And I'm sure the team would love to be out there seeking that solution if they didn't have to wait for it. But there still is going to be a solution at some point. And to me, it's like, using this as a crutch for a reason why you're not going to add money to the payroll instead of it being a legitimate reason. It just it doesn't doesn't jive with me here. When you played video games whether it was Madden MVP Baseball 2005 NBA like like what was your favorite part of the game? Mm, roster building. Yeah. It was the off season. Just building your rosters, making trades, draft picks, free agents. I love taking a team and then getting rid of all the, the players that were on that team and then look at the free agent list and seeing if I could make a playoff team with the list of free agents I had to begin the game. I haven't played video games in a long time. Like, do they have, like, does MLB the show have payroll constraints based on your market size? Yeah, but you can turn it off. You can just turn it. Oh, they really do have that? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that. it's a big part of it. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. But you, again, you could just turn that setting off and spend to your heart's content. Do they have new CBA deals every five years in the MLB the show? <laughs> it, is, it is funny that this is a fantasy land where you can make anything happen and we're like, how do we make it so we can't financially do the things we want? <laughs> I mean, they didn't, I don't think they had that in Triple Play no. 99. No, I don't think there was. Well, I also don't know that there was long-term franchises that would you play one season and a lot of those things anyway i guess i just I, I don't know if it like built up this unfair expectation that like every off season should be fun in every city but it's just I, I had the conversation again with somebody well with our blue jays writer <laughs> and how like what they're going through on the toronto beat with your gm didn't show up to the meetings and then an hour before you're supposed to meet with him in his suite you get an email saying here's a zoom link to talk to our gm and he's not in nashville and he won't tell you where he is or why he's not there and everybody knows what's happening but nobody can actually say and i'm like cool in cleveland uh 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 they're just yeah. there for the snacks. It's very different. <laughs> but now, until you land the top pick, you got the top pick. It's a good thing you're there. Wow. Well, we'll have plenty more coming up on this, of course, but we wanted to get something quick out there, a quick reaction sack to tell that incredible story. I can't imagine being there, sitting there, holding that secret. Are you the kind of person that when you buy the Christmas presents, like the minute it shows up, you immediately want to just give that to the person. Yes. And my wife never wants to wait to receive the gift. <laughs> like her birthday or my birthday. She I, There was a streak of like five or six years where 
I got my birthday is August 18th and I feel like I got my birthday in July every year. Um, she always wants stuff immediately. So yeah, it's, I would have felt like suffocated or trapped or buried alive being in that room, knowing that information and not being able to say anything. (laughs) How often are you buried alive, but in the best way possible? (laughs) I just love being buried alive. It's my favorite thing. As long as that, ends in the number one pick well it didn't end in pinning the, the undertaker <laughs> did it stop the 27th consecutive episode about a bieber trade or uh, we're talking about class a again or miles straws is he doing something interesting this offseason oh i can't wait to get into more of that preparing him for another 600 plate appearances as the guardian center fielder woohoo that'll be, but hey more on that coming up later this week where i can't i just can't wait to get into it thank god we got this today We are happy to bring that to you. We'll be back soon. So thank you for being here with us. Any parting words, Zach? Anything anything just sticking with you? Any lasting memories of today that you'll always take away? No. You will not remember today. Hopefully people remember this episode. Till next time. See ya. Where's the dance music?